0: Zabi, in field to Mane, 25 yards
1: out. Lovely ball for Pella. Onside, 1-0. Blue foul shot! Oh my word! It was unbelievable. He ran around a bit like Bambi on ice. It was very, very embarrassing to watch.
0: And now, your host, Matt Markstone. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Southampton Delivery Podcast, a podcast and newsletter dedicated to the Southampton Football Club and all of the SFC fans available right here on southamptondelivery.com. My name is Matt Markstone. I am the host of the show. And no matter where you are, no matter how you may be listening, whether this is your first time or you've been here before, thanks for making the show part of your day. I hope you enjoy it. And I just want to say, thank you for being here. This is episode 200. And if this is your first time, if you've been here since the very beginning, uh, just thank you. Thank you for all the support. Um, Thank you for listening. Thank you for sharing the show a lot of you thank you for your kind words over uh the course of the past 4 years it's been uh, a a wonderful journey i've learned a lot and i just need to say thank you to all of you because that's that's really the most important thing is, is to say thank you the guests make this show great um and i also want to say that it's different doing a show when you don't live near the team when you can't see the team each week. You don't get to go uh, and be in the stadium and have that kind of match day experience. And so, to be able to have my own kind of match day experience and my own kind of routine around the team, I think uh, is super important. And I also feel very, very fortunate that my routine around the team hasn't really changed as a result uh, of of the coronavirus. And and I know that so many, and, and including my guest this week, Dan James. Um, you know things are completely different now and I'm just lucky that that my kind of routine is still there and my connection to the team uh, hasn't changed at all so um I just want to say thank you and I know that a lot of you will have been around a while but um, I do think it is important for me to to say and be really honest when when I say this is that like when I started the show um, i I wanted there to be a saints podcast I wanted to listen to a saints podcast. That is the real reason I i, I started. I wanted to, you know, if nobody else was going to have the conversation, I wanted to, to help start one. And, and um, just because I like podcasts a lot, I, I didn't necessarily think I was going to make the best host. I still don't think I'm the best host. I think there's a lot to learn, um, but it's never really something that I saw myself doing. But uh, at the time when the actual first recording took place uh, between deciding to do it and actually doing it. um, There were some things that happened in my personal life and this show became uh, the place where I needed to put my energy, the place where I needed to escape from things that were going on um, in real life. And at that time it was so important for me to, to talk to someone about something to forget about the things that were going on. And so so often the people that were on the other end of the skyline had no idea. Uh, we were just talking about football and I was learning so much and I got lost in the conversations and I would get lost in the edit and I would get lost uh, writing the show notes and and doing the artwork and doing all of those things. And it was so helpful and beneficial for me to put my efforts somewhere. And I think since then, things have have changed. Things in my personal life have changed. Things have changed with the team. I mean, the team is actually enjoyable to watch these days, which is nice. Um, and I just want to say to all of, uh, of you who have listened to all of you who have been guests, thank you for being around. Thank you for sticking around. Um, and I hope that you still enjoy the show. Uh, every week the show goes out every week. The show has mistakes. The show has things I wish, uh, that went better. And, and this show is no different. Um, you know, I, I, listen back to it as I'm editing and I go like, Why did I say that? I can't believe I did that. Why didn't I ask this question? Uh, But at the end of the day, this is about having a conversation. It's about the friendships that I've made uh, and the connections that I've made. Uh, And it's about us supporting the same team uh, and, and supporting each other. And I can't thank you all enough for supporting the show. So I know, I know we're not supposed to get like that and it's not, I didn't mean for this to be like this, but this is how it is. And this is me being honest. And I just want to say, thank you. Uh, we will be back to normal next week. So if you've never listened to the show before, you're like, what is this guy going on about? Um, just stop here, come back next week when we talk about the wolves match and, uh, it'll be a little bit more probably what you are used to. But this week I spoke with Dan James and Dan had his own kind of streak going. Uh, we've been going 200 straight weeks Dan had 259 straight competitive Saints FC matches and uh, we're going to talk about that and we're going to talk about some of our favorite moments from our respective streaks uh, talk about some of the ways that it was difficult uh, some of the dumber things we've done Uh, we'll answer some listener questions and then we will uh, we will wrap it up so it is a little bit of a longer episode I apologize I I did cut it down quite a bit as well but once again um, bad hosting poor editing uh, long show so here you go uh, thank you so much. Thank you again today. And if you want to follow him on Twitter, Instagram, it's at the Dan James and all of the links are in the show notes. And, uh, I'll talk to you on the other side and, uh, thank you once again for listening. I really do appreciate it. I'd like to welcome back to the Southampton delivery podcast, Dan James. You can find him on Twitter and Instagram. I believe they're both at the Dan James. Is that correct? That is correct. You're back. <laughs> um, it's been a I'm little bad. while, I think. I want to say the last time we talked was, uh, was just after the Portsmouth match. Is that, is that when we did it? Have we spoken since then? I don't, I don't know if we have. I don't even know if it was. Was it then? Yeah, yeah, because we, t- we walked through the whole the whole day. and That's right, yeah. And it might have been just for the patrons, but uh, I enjoyed that because that experience... Yeah, yeah. It fell right in the middle of your streak and obviously right in the middle of, uh, this yeah. is, uh, this is episode 200, but, um, and that's 200 straight weeks. Um, I, I think there's actually been 203 episodes, 204 episodes, but some of those were, you know, whatever they were different, but this is 200 weeks of, of doing this. Um, which my wife is probably not as happy as, uh, with as I am, but, uh, that's just the way it goes. Um, But yeah, so I I, I just think that that day could not have been more different for the two of us, other than we shared some stress, Um, but nobody was trying to to throw rocks or beer bottles at me, Uh, and I got home a lot earlier than you did. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But how are you? It was an interesting one. Yeah, really well.
1: Uh, Really busy uh, with work, uh, which is good for me, I guess, Uh, because some people obviously aren't able to, but um, yeah. Just really busy at the minute. Um, obviously, this weekend missing my football fix is an international break really does not do it for me.
0: <laughs> Would you normally go see England play? Or, I mean, I've gotten to see them play every
1: now and again, but wouldn't. It's not really a routine of it. Okay. Um, I uh, don't really take much interest in watching them on TV, particularly at the moment, because I think the yeah, <laughs> pretty boring.
0: Yeah. Uh, well. The the international matches are always on, usually during the week, during the day, and it's just like it, it becomes really hard to watch any more than twenty or thirty minutes of it because of because of work and the time difference. But I mean, even the United States played in in Wales the other day, and it was uh, other than they were playing Wales, no, no, I, no, wasn't it? I didn't care. Was that yeah, yeah? Um, but we, I I think we looked okay. I didn't I didn't like I said I watched about twenty minutes, um, and it's always the nice thing about that is whenever they play in Europe, we tend to see. A lot of our players that are playing in Europe that kind of have dual citizenship or whatever that are going to get in the team versus when we play, you know, Jamaica, it's like uh, we wind up getting everybody who's playing over here in MLS or whatever. But uh, MLS is off right now, so those guys aren't fit anyway. I shouldn't. I'm not going to claim to have as much uh, of a grasp on the U.S. men's national team as maybe I should. But, you know, I'll be happy if we make the World Cup and disappointed if we don't. And. You know, I guess we should say congratulations to Scotland for getting through to the Euros, the first major tournament in, an, I just know, a long time. So, Kevin McGee, one of the oh. listeners, congratulations. Congratulations to Stuart Armstrong. Uh, now they got to play England at some point. So, I guess we'll see how that goes.
1: Yep. <laughs> England at Wembley, I believe.
0: Yeah. So, that so, should be, should that be good and nasty. Um, I don't know. Well, we'll, have to, <laughs> we'll have to wait and see. Um, but we're not we going to talk about that today. Uh, it is an international break, but the, I, I wanted to talk to you. Uh, get you back on the show because early on in the podcast the kind of journey, you came on the show and then I met you in person between like you, Freddie, uh, and maybe like, you know, four other people, including your brother uh, mm-hmm. met you guys in person yeah. at the, uh, at, I forget the name of the bar. Um, I can't remember the name. I can see, I can see it. I can see the, the picture. It was uh, an,
1: it was a not, it was really old. It wasn't like really old, but it was like an old school
0: type. Yeah. Pub bar thing. Yeah. Um, really I have so many pictures that, line, but... of of the sign, but uh, I figured that's what I, you know when I when I think of pubs in England, that's what I think of. But I think when you, as soon as you walk to the other side of the bridge in London, everything changes. But that was a that was a cool place. Um, I appreciate you waiting for us there, given uh, the result of that day uh, did not go well. But uh, the beer was good <laughs> and the company was better. So so thanks for for making that trip. That was a good one. That was a good one. Um, but what, one of the things that the people, if, if they've been kind of following the show for a long time and they have heard episodes with you on before, um, you had this streak going and do you remember how many matches it's been since you, you know, how many straight matches it was until COVID kind of put a stop yep. to
1: it? It was 259. So it wasn't even a
0: round number. So quite stressful. <laughs> now you just have that yeah, 259 games. Yeah. 259 straight games, straight competitive matches yeah. yeah, away. That means, that means Europe. That means yeah. Swansea. That means Newcastle, yeah. <laughs> Sunderland, everything. Sunderland several times. Yeah. yeah. I mean, so I wanted to give you on it to talk about that a little bit, because I think if we talk about memorable moments, I think you and I can both relate and, and I'm sure at some point something will put an end to, to me putting out an episode every week and that's just the way it's going to go and yeah. hopefully it's my choice to do that but it's probably more likely that it's going to be something else is going to force the issue uh much like like yours i'm sure if you could end it at some point um you would you would make that decision for it to for whatever it is but unfortunately something uh kind of, kind of did that and then there are some of the news bits that we should probably cover uh, so let's let's do that first if you don't mind um, and then we'll get into to the streaks and and all the other things and what has life life's been like since since uh, the the streak has ended um, or I don't know we'll talk about if you think it's ended or not um, but I I should say to everybody and I said it in the intro but thank you to everybody who's listened um, if you're just brand new welcome uh, hopefully this this doesn't suck um, so <laughs> here we go I mean the first thing that off the top of my head that that happened this week is Ralph didn't get manager of the month um, so just kind of like you know the team with like the 17th highest club value in the league so it's it pretty low in terms of that um gets a team um uh, who lost their their top goal scorer to the top of the table for the first time uh in the top 4 at this point um you know linked with all kinds of jobs outside of us which is just what happens and then the it goes to the Nuno Espirito Santo that I don't I don't have anything against him uh, at all um but I've kind of not watched Wolves this year because I don't think they're that fun to watch. They're sitting in ninth place. They've got three wins in their last five, including and then a draw and a loss. But, like, they have not been fun to watch. Raul Jimenez has been a huge fantasy disappointment. Um, other than watching them oil up Adama Troiore, I don't think there's really much going on.
1: I had a text message through saying that uh, Espirito Santo had won it, and I thought it was actually a joke. Like, I thought they were taking the out. I thought Ralph was absolutely nailed on. For that award, for all the plaudits that he's been getting, um, but also purely for the fact that he deserves it. If you look at what our team was even a few months ago, even like just after COVID or just before COVID, the belief in that team now and the way they're playing absolutely exceptional. Yeah. And although it's down to them working hard together, it's going to be down to his hard work. Um. So yeah, bit of a joke. I have watched a little bit of Walls. Um. I, nearly fell asleep and I can't remember what game it was. Uh they did win, but like they almost sit back and then just try and do that counter attack with Troy or um Jimenez. Mm-hmm. Um I've not been entirely impressed. Uh, like I've been impressed by Wolves over the past few years, but not right. particularly this season. Like they've been a grind out result sort of thing. Um I don't think it's I expect win winning man for the month personally. But
0: I was... The game of opinions. Yeah, I guess. But I was super surprised he was even in the running. Like, I hadn't seen him do that much. and Ridiculous. Yeah. No. So,
1: so that's when frustrating. Mean, it been really nice to come on here and talk about think back to it as well, yeah, uh, obviously Villa have been doing quite well. Uh, we, obviously, we beat them, but you know, they had that 7-2 win. They were unbeaten. Were they unbeaten before they played us?
0: I think so. Yeah, because the only two they've lost, so, they've lost, they lost to us, and then the last lost to one right after. Yeah, so in terms of that,
1: like Dean Smith was in with a shout. Um, Pains me to say it, but Mourinho is doing a good job at Tottenham. Um, but yeah, Spirito Santo would definitely not be on my list. No even be in the shortlist, but you know, it's happened.
0: Yeah. It's... And there's no curse of the manager of the month. So. Yeah, we'll be, we'll be <laughs> fine with that. Um, I should say, I should correct myself. Uh, they lost to Leeds and then to us, not to us, then Leeds. Uh, uh, That's so. true, yeah. Anyway, but still. I mean, I don't know. I thought Ralph I thought Ralph was was it was I thought it was nailed on, guaranteed. But um that's yeah. that's okay. We'll 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 move on and we know how good we have it and I think we'll just we'll we'll be fine with that. Um Yeah. <laughs> but I don't think I don't think anybody else, I mean, I think other people will be surprised as well because uh even listening to the guys who do um the studio podcast, they were talking Ian Wright uh does a the new show with them called righty's house and carl anchor was on there um and they were talking about hassan Hudel for like 20 minutes and it's like you know like if you could stop mm-hmm. because we all know that that hassan has been linked with with carl anchors united um and he keeps telling everybody that to leave him alone and leave him at southampton he doesn't want to see him go up there but uh i think if he did go up there he would be totally happy with it because his team would get better um but he doesn't want to he doesn't want to do us like that which i appreciate about Carl. Um, so that sucks, but, uh, JWP out of the England squad, uh, as a precaution, kind of a little bit of a, of an injury. Um, and I, and I guess just this kind of bleeds into the the five sub rule that that I guess we voted for. Does, does it make sense to you to, to bring back five subs given the increased number of, of muscle injuries and things like that, that seem to be happening to players? Or do you think it won't really matter to us because our squad maybe doesn't have the depth? And Ralph really does, doesn't make that many subs anyway.
1: Yeah, like from our point of view, like we don't really make that many subs anyway. Um, and if we do, they're quite late. Um, there was quite an interesting one because Guardiola, I can't remember, again, the game's just uh, molding sort of into one and such. But Guardiola complained about the lack of five subs after a game where he only made one substitution. Thank you, three, first bet. Uh, but, um yeah, I think like the injuries and stuff also comes. It a really quick turnaround from the end of last season to the start of this. I mean, there could be some, there could be reason why there's more injuries. It could just be, for instance, but the five-sub thing. Obviously, they do it in the European games. We don't do it in ours. I don't think they change it halfway through a season. So, it, yeah, it favors, because it, makes, it favors the big, it favors the bigger clubs.
0: Yeah, yeah, sure. and, and I think for us. We're only playing one game a week right now. We're out of we're out of the EFL Cup. We didn't, you know, we didn't have to go deep with that competition. The FA Cup doesn't start uh, until I think into into the spring, so we're not going to come up into the, you know, more than one game a week for a while. I think we we might have one in in November with, uh, it's either November or, Dece- or early December with Arsenal, yeah, that'll but yeah, will be a midweek. Yeah. Um, and then, I mean, then it then it gets busy for everybody. But I I, I guess I could understand the lack of preparation because it seemed like we 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 had that long break everybody stayed strong then we came back and played a bunch of games and then it really just felt like we had it felt like 2 weeks off and then everybody was back and everybody kind of went from playing to vacation to playing again and i think you know that could have something to do with it but also mm-hmm. like you know we every team has every club has these they're monitoring every aspect of these guys bodies constantly and so you should you know you can tell when guys are close and then you have to just i think adjust and it sucks because you know we we tend to run out the same 11 guys every week every week and at some point we're just not gonna be able to do that like like obafem is gonna have to play uh somebody's gonna have to play in for for ward prowess at some point because he's he's just going to just going to overdo it and that we don't want him to get injured but um you know i then you look at guys like, like teams like liverpool where they just lost, you know, half of their or more than half of their back four uh, all at once, which, you know, that's good. I think for that's else. more. Unlike, that's, yeah, that's more. That's more bad luck. than There's too many games. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And then, I mean, when we lose Ings, but that's not down to that wasn't down to overwork. That was just his foot got caught in the. Yeah. In the turf, you know, and um, whoever we were beating at that point was just acting like punks. Uh, I think that was a that was Villa game, right? It was a Villa game, yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I was so pissed at that game for a multitude of reasons. But anyway. And then uh, we sh- should mention the FA chairman. We have to mention his name. He's no longer the FA chairman for just things he... That's all that needs to be said on, on his part. Yeah. It's yeah. uh, completely kind it's of unacceptable. Sc- it's, sc-
1: it's scary that someone who could speak like that is was still in charge at the time he was in charge.
0: Yeah, yeah because you I understand people coming from a different generation speaking a different way. I have family that live in other parts of the country who still use language that I would never use living where I live and being of the age I am. But they're not they're not president. They're not in charge of anything. They're just yeah. kind of normal. They live on a farm. They live their life. They are dated in terms of their language and their views on on certain things and I still love them. But if you're somebody that's in charge of a of an organization or an association like this, that is supposed to be kind of leading, leading things and putting these agendas forward. And, and that's the language that just kind of shows up when you're speaking off the cuff. Like that's, that just shows you that a lot of it is just, it's, it's for the, it's for the cameras and for the media. And then, and then this is, you know, must be what he's really like. And that's not the person you want. I don't think being in charge of anything.
1: No, absolutely not. Um, And hopefully they pick, the right person to
0: succeed him. yeah um and for the record i also like spreadsheets and i don't like the ball being kicked hard at me either um just <laughs> <laughs> and i and i don't fall into either I, any of the categories that he was talking about but uh, uh i i say this podcast is a lifestyle choice uh, certain other things are not uh but enough of that but let's let's get on to, to the reason that we're here um so 259 straight matches when it stopped. Do you remember the first one? Do you remember who it was and where it was? And So
1: the first one, I did have to do a little bit of research just to spring my mind. But uh, the first one was uh, a 2-1 victory over QPR at home. Uh, it was when Charlie Austin was playing for QPR at the time, had an overhead kick competition with Pella. Um, <laughs> and Pella came out on top with the uh, winning goal with a, a pretty special overhead kick. So that that was the one that kicked off this week. All right. Um, yeah, not a bad one.
0: No, I mean, so that team there had Pella in it. Tadic? Yep,
1: yep. it was, I believe it was Kuman in charge. Okay. Pella, Tadic, Wanyama, Schneidlin, Klein would have been there at the time as well, I believe. Bertrand's first season. So that was, that was the, that was the season when we sort of had the mass exodus of players off. Costino left and then Kuman had his little rebuild. Okay. Yeah, that was when Pella, that was when Pella started finding the net. Good times. Very good times.
0: A little stressful, I think, at the beginning, given Pochettino's I remember exit. The f- yeah, I remember the first game of the season at
1: Liverpool, and we had quite a few debuts on that day, um, and it was it was a completely new look team from the season before, as such, but it was. It was,
0: it was a good season you know. yeah yeah so i mean i i was watching the team i i watched yeah. the team under under pochettino and then this was the first season that i actually kind of was like that's my team you know i'm 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 here for this now and i'm going to be i'm going to be here for this the the entire time um so it was but it was a lot about learning and just you know watching it and then you know as players began to leave you kind of go like well am I not allowed to be attached to these guys? I just have to assume they're going to take off (laughs) after a certain amount of time. Cause like my favorite baseball team, my favorite player, Craig Vigio, he stayed with the team the entire time. Like he, he, he played with one club and not everybody does that, but, um, I, I saw so many players stay for 10 years and then retire with the team that I loved that to come over to a sport that it was completely foreign and watch people just jump ship was like, Whoa, (laughs) what is happening? You know? Uh, so it definitely took took some some time um but yeah yeah it's good times um so we're going to take a a little bit of a walk down down memory lane i guess just to kind of see how things are are going um for you uh, i I i will say i guess the the first the first match that i covered on this show episode one uh with aiden small then of fresh saints now uh working at arsenal uh, was a, a match against Norwich where I pronounced it Norwich um, until somebody corrected me several weeks later. Um, but I think we gave up a, a late equalizer again, and it would, had just been a kind of consistent thing. And and coming into it, it was like I didn't, you know, I, I I wrote in the show notes like, come listen to me, try to keep up with somebody who actually knows about football because I had no, I, I was completely out of my out of my league, but I wanted to do the show. And uh, there was no podcast at that point that anybody else was doing. So I was giving it a shot. And um, if you listen since then, you I owe you something because that was pretty bad. Um, but but anyway, um, so f- for you, I mean, do you have a, a match that you uh, that stands out as being super special uh, to you in that time? I mean, there have to be several, but uh, well, what are they? So,
1: yeah, you, you obviously sent me some of this across before. So I've had a little think. Um, there are a few that stand out. There was the same, that same season, the Sunderland 8-0 win at home. That was pretty special. Um, the goals just kept going in. It just didn't stop It was like, well, um, you've also got, uh, the Mane hat-trick. Um, when we beat Villa, I think Shane Long scored his long range goal in that one as well, so that was a uh, nice little rarity, but yeah, the Mane hat-trick. There was the comeback against Liverpool at home, from two 0 down at half time to three two. St Mary's was rocking that day. That was pretty special. There was the Liverpool win when we won away at Anfield to, in the last minute to seal the cup final. Um, and then I guess another memorable one for like a different reason. Uh, this is when the streak was just like I wouldn't say dragging on, but I was some games I was going just to just to keep the numbers going. Uh, was Newcastle away last season? Um, I it was moved it was moved because they moved Newcastle's game in the week to a Thursday night to a Sunday um, and the game wasn't on the t on TV and that was the night of my work Christmas party so I was like wow I have to pick between watching Saints and one of like the biggest work event of the year <laughs> the Christmas party so I was like wow this is a headache so I ended up <laughs> this is when people call me crazy I ended up getting a train up to Newcastle at six o'clock that morning, um, went to the game, flew back from Newcastle to Bristol. My dad picked me up from Bristol, had my Christmas party outfit and everything in the car. We stopped at a, uh, <laughs> at a service station on the way home, on the way back to Southampton from Bristol. I got changed and he dropped me straight at the Christmas party. And I was only an hour and a half late, but nothing had really started. So I think people were still arriving after me. So uh, I think that was one of the most memorable ones for, for not football <laughs> yeah. pretty. That was when things were a bit crazy. That's insane. <laughs> That's... <laughs> it is. When I, look, when I look back on it, I'm like, wow, what an idiot. But, but I mean,
0: you just... We lost that game as well. <laughs> the trips to Newcastle have not been great. <laughs> since I've been doing the yeah. show um, <laughs> period. So, so yeah, but my goodness, I, I can't, I can't fault you. And, and you said, you did say, and I guess it's a good time to talk about it is, you know, you, you were, at that point you were kind of going to keep the street going, you know? Um, yeah. I mean, how, how many times is that? Have it, has it, has it felt like that? Have there been like a couple of instances in there where there's been a run of four or five weeks where You're like, I can't believe I'm doing this. or was it just that kind of one run?
1: That one was. That one stands out. Was a yeah. That was. But um, you know the trips to Sunderland, particularly under Pellegrino, some of the games there, you're just like, what am I doing? But um, yeah,
0: yeah,
1: it was good. Because I mean, fun.
0: if you're watching good football, then and you're oh, losing. Oh, if you're like, watching okay. good football, you, yeah, no, yeah, you don't mind. But but you weren't some of that. <laughs> right. You weren't. <laughs> you were seeing right. some absolute garbage. Um, yeah. So, I mean, would you, would you, would you, would you put some of those up there under, under least uh, enjoyable, or was there a match in there that, that you really just, just hated? Cause I, I can say that, that some of my, I guess some of my, the, the matches that I like covering the most um, the, the Swansea match uh, when Gabby Dini scored um, that because of when it happened in, in the the atrocious timing at school given testing schedules and what I was supposed to be doing that day and how distracted I was and the fact that I had a hundred kids taking an exam on a computer and I punched the table and like said some things <laughs> when the goal went in and was like almost in tears because it meant we were going to stay up and then immediately went back to my to my office and recorded a podcast like while I was still supposed to be working like that was a great day. Um, but uh, I mean, there were also times in there where I was just like, I can't believe I got to talk about this again. Like how many times can I say we let in a late yeah. goal or we're, we're just, you I know. think,
1: did we, did we cover when we lost to Fulham? Did we, co- I think I was on for one of those episodes.
0: Yeah. I'm prob- probably, probably. I, mean,
1: I think possibly, but that was unenjoyable. But, um, I like, like you said, I try and block out the unenjoyable ones. Um, there's the, the match that, uh, the British TV, uh, Broadcasters, I don't know if it's the same over there. The British TV broadcasters love talking about a match uh, from last season that uh, I'm not going to discuss. Uh, that wasn't enjoyable, but the one that really stands out for me was one of the European games uh, when we got knocked out by Midland over in Denmark. It was an atrocious—you couldn't even say effort from the players. It was just void of any anything really. It was a really unenjoyable game.
0: Yeah, that I remember it was watching that down the frame at, at yeah. school and being disappointed with the lineup, being disappointed with the effort, being pissed at everything and everyone. Um mm.
1: and I remember that night as well. There was just, there was uh, a man trying to sell the half and half gas after the game outside the away end. and uh, yeah, I I I just said Are you for real <laughs> uh, in a few more explicit terms. Um, but yeah.
0: Not an incredible one. Good trip though. Yeah. Well how how many half and half stars do you own? Zero. <laughs> it's good it's a good answer. None. Nil. <laughs> same 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 uh same number as I do, thank goodness. Uh same number of goals we scored that night against Michelin, I believe, as well. Um <laughs> I can't I mean, I'm looking at, at some stuff. I think we played with a back five that night, which was absolutely stupid. Um unless that was them, but I think that was us and that's not good. That, that's not what you want yeah. going up against, against those guys. But um, yeah, let's, let's talk. Uh, I don't know if you're going to be able to give me one, but uh, at least a couple that you enjoyed the most. Was it, was it going to be one of the European trips or is it going to be, which one is what, what what's the best memory? So if have? I would
1: pick, if I would pick, if I would pick the European trip, it would be the Bethesda Arnhem one that just the whole experience we've we won quite comfortably. Uh the hospitality over there was unbelievable. Um that is it was just like the perfect day. I've still got my bank I've, my personalised bank card is a picture of of the test Arnhem uh of the square in Arnhem. Literally a sea of red and white beer being thrown everywhere. Um that probably is the one that was really good. we'll say that's the European one. um You can't go much further than Pompey away for uh for a, a domestic one.
0: Yeah, is that is that yeah. the only one? Is that the only time you've ever been there? to Portsmouth. Yeah, well, to the to the stadium. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Is that the only time you've ever been yeah. to Portsmouth? Period.
1: Oh no, I've been there plenty <laughs> of times. Undercover. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
0: You you aren't wearing the shirt you're wearing now. I'm sure. Um,
1: no, for the record, it is a, a red and white shirt. I probably wouldn't wear that. One, unfortunately.
0: <laughs> yeah. No. You just you. Just you. Just kind of keep your head down and probably move on. Um. And I mean, obviously, I've I've been to one match in person, but I've I've watched every single match we've played that's been at all televised. I I gave one computer. I had to get a new computer in the middle of this. Uh, not in the middle of this particular recording, but at some point because um I was not as wise as I should have been with my stream choices and uh things things <laughs> got things got dicey um but <laughs> but uh you know, I've watched a lot of saints play in in the last four years, and i mean for me, covid hasn't changed that much. the games are still on now i've I've had a few more four a m kickoffs, but for you, this has I mean, this has fundamentally changed the way you you, you view football. And, I mean, what, what's it been like for you to, to have to kind of stop doing the things you were doing and, and now sit and watch it on TV if, if you can, if it's even available?
1: Yeah, completely alien. Uh, I remember the first game back it uh, was the Norwich game. Right? On, on a day where I would be traveling up to Norwich, uh, or a normal time, I was out on my bike. Um, Yeah, particularly again, I was out on my bike when I should have been travelling to the game. Um, The first home game, I think I got home five minutes before kickoff um, and then watched it. And then, like, the thing that's crazy now is I can be at work and just listen to it on the radio and not really be bothered. Um, But yeah, like you said, if at all able to watch it on TV, I'll, I'll, I'll try. But the Newcastle game the other night, I was at work so it's completely
0: yeah and i mean having been in the stadium once that like it takes up your whole day the the anticipation's all always there the 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 build-up to the match the just walking up to the stadium going like all of it and for me maybe it's a it's a more novel experience because it's only it only is going to happen a couple of times in my life probably um but i still assume for you whether it's the travel or the people you go with that that stuff all builds up into the game and the game is just part of it right like the the experience absolutely is is more
1: for sure it's the experience as a whole particularly with the away games like traveling up with people seeing the same people seeing similar faces like some of the people i've met i'm friends with people who i wouldn't have otherwise met through going to games. um like I would say, I would go as far as I miss the people more than the football and the experience about like, the day more than the football. Um, obviously the football is pretty good at the minute, so it's a big shame that we're not able to see that. Like right. if if we could have been at Saint Mary's last Friday night, wow, yeah, that yeah. would have been something pretty special. But then again, if 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 we were at Saint Mary's, the players would probably all be under pressure and not in crumble.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I mean. It is there is something weird about the fact that we seem to be playing better when 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 nobody's nobody's there and (laughs) you know it kind of sucks because for for you for me for a lot of people that are there that are going to be the generation that are going to continue to to go to games from now and and, you know into their into their later years this this is the first time that's ever happened you know like this is the first time that saints have ever been top of the top division table in, in their lives and last time it happened I was I didn't even know what 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 football or soccer was, um and I don't think you were alive, so you know I was but, not
1: alive. So I mean,
0: <laughs> but I think that that's one of the things that I think people we we kind of got to remember is that for people that sit and watch it on TV like me, like nothing's changed. um The fake crowd noise is a little bit much, but like oh, really <laughs> the fact that I can hear Ralph yell the whole time is I think is great. Like that's yeah. my favorite part. I want to hear one thing
1: that I find really cool. Yeah,
0: yeah, that that's. Like. If there's a positive there, that's it. Um, I was trying to put some down here for you. Uh, what maybe? What are some <laughs> some things the, the the beer has to be cheaper? Um, drinking at home. Yeah, I, I can drink while I'm watching the game as well at, at the ground. You uh, can't drink in
1: the stands, so that's that's a big positive.
0: <laughs> yeah, you, you might drink more as a result, but um, uh, neither can neither confirm nor deny. Okay, that's fair. Fair enough. Um, and maybe like you, you understand what's going on with VAR. Like in the moment because watching on TV they constantly tell you what's going on with versus in the stadium sometimes I think maybe.
1: Oh, uh, you'd literally be there and then it'd suddenly pop up on the screen VR review, you and you're like, what? But like uh, like a really good uh, point out for that was, I believe it was the last game before COVID was the Gineppo red card. Didn't have a clue it even happened and then it pops up on the screen, boom! Red yeah. card. Whereas I guess if you were watching that on TV, they'd straight away be replay of that incident. Mm-hmm. So yeah.
0: Be- before they had even before they had even gone, they're like, they're gonna have a look at that. And it's like, what? And yeah. then like, you know, they're they're showing you like every angle possible. And yeah, and I, I remember being upset, but at least I know what's going on. It's not and once again yeah. it's just not it's not fair. And And that was one thing like in the
1: stadium you didn't have a clue until it went VAR review. And everyone was like, What
0: Because I'm sure there are times when you're not even sure what incident they're looking at. Right, like it's it's his VR view and like maybe like it's very a very clear bad tackle or you know an offside because they scored a goal so you know they're gonna look at the offside or whatever. But sometimes it's probably just like there's so much that just happened. What are they looking at? How are we even supposed to tell? Um, But I'm also sure you would give all of that up to be back in the stadium, right?
1: Uh, I would love to be (laughs) back in the stadium
0: let's continue to go through go through some of these things and, and I'll try to like point these out and then we'll get to some listener questions as well. So, I mean, uh, can you give me your favorite player to watch uh, since the streak started?
1: Um, so I, I'm going to pick out one. There's like quite a few that you could pick. Like you could mention Ines, Kings is a, a special, special player. Um, Tadic could get an honorable mention. But I think even now and I'm so glad he's come good is Ward Powell. Um He's, it was so frustrating for a number of years. You can see he was trying particularly when he was captain of the England Under 21 team, he had a role in that team and he always delivered, but then obviously different managers, different positions, never really had a run in a team when he did have a run in the team, He was with a different midfielder at the time. So he, that was a real sort of struggle for him to settle, but I think obviously since Ralph's come in and obviously wasn't even included in one of his first squads, to um, see where he's come from So now. And I'm so glad he's come good. So yeah, I, I think Ward we'll Proud's out as my playing uh, player in that time.
0: As I said, I, I was too quick to fall in love with some of the players. Um, So those early years, Pella, Tadic, uh, Mane, mm. uh even though he was somewhat frustrating. Steven Davis um was not frustrating. He just had to at, at some point leave. Um but I think I think Tadich Tadich sits right here um on my next to my computer. Uh some of the other guys, uh Cedric I've covered up with some wires. Uh Mark okay. Hughes is so far off to the distance it's like it's un, I can't see him. He's on the other side of the bookshelf. Um, Nathan Redmond's up here still but he's I think he's the only player that's still at the club uh, well Forster's back but Tadic, Tadic is like one of my favorites and I still will, mm. um, will watch the Champions League when, when Ajax are playing and I was sad when he left but I, I think he's probably one of my favorite players yeah. ever
1: I mean I think it was right I think it was right for both parties at the time maybe the fee wasn't quite what we'd expect but I think it it was a a natural conclusion. I think if it dragged on any more, we might have not had such a, a great end. And I like I from what I've seen in interviews, and that he still speaks really highly of the club.
0: Yeah. So that's what you want. I I do wish he would not have taken penalties for us, but that's that's okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, we
1: don't we don't. Take penalties. <laughs> Which players Burnley most disappointing? We can talk about disappointing signings all evening. Yeah. In terms of signings.
0: Oh. Well, I guess, um, I guess, which one do you think, you know, what you were excited about when they brought in that just never delivered on the pitch?
1: Geordie Classy never really lived up to his name. He was sort of stuck around for a while and went out and loaned the map. He never really, We saw like tiny glimpses. So Classy was like a one. Um, I don't want to put him in there, Boofow, uh because he did so many special things. But again, for someone who had so much talent, he would never consistently deliver. But I'm not going to put him in there. That's unfair of the things he's done. Um,
0: Too
1: many disappointing names to go through, but I, I think in terms of living up to when we signed him at the time, Classy just never really settled. Um, I think he could have been a lot better than he was.
0: Yeah. Um. I think for me, I, th- I had a name, and I'm not sure I want to give it now. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think Lamina, for me, is there was so much promise. Shout, yeah. You look at where he came from, everything he was supposed to do, mm-hmm. and then it was just like, that's it? And the fact that <laughs> he was the one who gave the ball away at West Ham that day where they scored from our corner because he gave the ball away at to the top yeah. of the box, I was just like, "I hate you! <laughs> like, Why are you doing this to me?" <laughs> uh, but like, that's gonna be mine. But I think, I think, uh, probably a, a pretty solid shout, a good one too, because it's like he was supposed to be so good. Like he was in, you know. Yeah. And then I remember even watching him on some of like the YouTube streams when they were playing like preseason. And it was just like, "Well, that's okay." Like, but he just never did it, and it was mm-hmm. disappointing. Um, this this list could be long too, but but player you hated to see leave. So uh, I've narrowed it down to three. Um, the list could go on.
1: Uh, the two more recent ones, uh, Yoshida. I just love that man. Oh, um, that that was a tough one to uh, to see leave. Obviously, Stephen Davis. Again, both really good servants. Like, not the. I mean. They were both like good players, but they weren't the best type right. thing, but they gave their all. They both stood up when they needed to. Uh, but the one that sort of stands out for me is Schneidlin. Um Sort of tried to push for his move, did push for his move, got his move to Man United, ended up at Everton. Back in France now, I just feel like his career's not been what it could have been. Right. I mean, he was... Pretty, good. That, I know, that Yeah, like considering where he started from League One, and he just got better and better as as we went up the leagues. Um, yeah,
0: a career not fulfilled to what he could have been. I think that's. I think that's a really good good one. And watching Dashi leave hurt because he went like you said. When I first started watching, he was guaranteed to cost us a goal every time he was in the team. Yeah, it seemed like you know <laughs> bad back pass, bad giveaway poor touch, not a clearance, anything. And then I just remember one time he like was playing right back, and he just like played a through ball to their winger. I was like, "What are you doing?" Like I'm just remember <laughs> like throwing stuff. And I wasn't even doing the podcast at the time, I don't think. And I just remember just going like, "This team is gonna ruin every weekend I have from now until the end of time." Um, but when he left, that that did hurt because he he took on a, a leadership role that was so important when the, there was a void there. And it's tough to do that if you're not just the standout kind of player, because he's probably is still having to earn a spot in the team every week at that point, but still also giving guidance, which I think, um, he did really well. But for me, uh, it's fun because I just, I, I didn't give him enough credit for so long. I thought it was the people who played Mm -hmm. next to him that covered him. And then as he left, it became clear that no, no, no. Like, he's the guy that's holding it all together back there. He's the one who made everyone else look really good. Yeah. And, and it made me so mad when you go back and look that he was with the club for so many years. And then we got to Europe and like rested him. And if I'm him at, at that point, I'm pissed too. Like I can't be mad at him, but I wish I wanted him to stay. I was really disappointed. And that's early episodes as I'm going back, reading through show notes and stuff. Um, you can kind of see that that's what's on my mind at that point because I like that guy. Um, this list though might not be as long, uh, and I'll go first. The player that I was happiest to see leave, honestly, is probably just Charlie Austin. Just get out of here. But once guys like Wesley Hoot leave, that like that probably yeah, take he's going. on my list. He's sort of, he's sort of gone, but not gone. Yeah, uh, um, I mean, Carisha's gone oh, now, right? We been, we cut his contract. Yeah, that's, I, 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 that's who that's who I put. Okay, what an absolute. Joke
1: of a, a a recruitment process, a signing. I mean, when he did play, he looked like he won a competition. To be honest, Um
0: and Ali Dia look good, man.
1: <laughs> <laughs> he was just, he was just not good. Um, but yeah, it's not his fault that he was signed. Um, but yeah, he just, he just wasn't good enough, and I'm glad he's gone. But, yeah, cause he was on hefty wages as well, I believe.
0: Yeah, yeah, and. I mean and for me, for the reason it's Austin is he, he just his relationship with the fans deteriorated so quickly. Um and he just yeah. would go on the radio and say things and it's like, Hey if you just were quiet, like he'd probably be fine. Like if you just Yeah. You know? I think
1: he I think I uh, Leah, like you said, keep your mouth shut when you need to. But and then again, some of the abuse he got and and you blame him for, for arguing back. But obviously if you're if you're in that position, you probably shouldn't be doing it the way he did it.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: And there was definitely times when he did do things just to, uh, just to wind people up.
0: Yeah, I mean, he also like the, gave us the, he also gave us the VAR. I mean, it was just the anniversary of it a couple yeah. of days yeah. or weeks ago. Couple I mean, that was ago, yeah. that was great. Like he that
1: was a that was a beautiful bit of interview. <laughs> I,
0: I think at at one point I asked somebody, you know, I think it was Glastonbury. Somebody had just come back from Glastonbury and we we're talking about it. And it's like you know, which, which Saints player would you take to Glastonbury? And I was like, Charlie Austin, like without a doubt, he'd be a blast. Um, but then I like I don't want him around my family, probably like <laughs> it's just not going to go well. No, uh, no, but uh, yeah, so let, let's go on and let's let's talk. About, let's take some listener questions. Um, we have a couple that deal with the squad. Uh, so I guess let's let's tackle those first, and we'll go back to nostalgia moments uh, after that. Um, This one comes from Andy Dean came in via email and people can send in uh, questions via email. Uh, There's a contact form on the website. Uh, You can get in touch on Twitter, Instagram, uh, whatever you want. I'll be honest. I don't check the Facebook messages as often as I check everything else. I don't understand it, which I never thought I'd say about a social media platform, but uh, it is the one I like the least. So, uh, but I'll still get to them. Just might not be this week. So uh, this question about Nathan Redman talks a little bit about the fact that so many players have developed under Ralph and gotten so much better. And I mean, he's gotten a lot out of a squad that doesn't have, you know, you know, a ton of big names. Yes, Danny Ings has been scoring goals, but but Che Adams has developed, uh, Ward Prowse has come into his own. Uh, Kyle Walker Peters has gotten a lot better, Bertrand's come back. Like, so we can go on about the players who have gotten a lot better. But uh, it's kind of thing with Nathan Redmond is that he maybe he hasn't. And and I have some I did some numbers and and Redmond's numbers in terms of goals scored and things like that, which is not, I guess it shouldn't be the ultimate uh, determining factor of how good a player is, but um, you know they're just not that good. Not, not under previous managers, not under Ralph, uh, but I'll just give them to you really quickly. Um, matches before Ralph, 116 goals in those matches, nine, that's all competitions, assists, six. So uh, not a great ratio, not a great return under Ralph. 66 matches, 14 goals, 10 assists, but he hasn't scored since Norwich uh, game week 30 of last season, uh, been out of the team, and, and then so I guess, do you know, do you, can you think of a reason why, why Redman has been struggling to, to improve or why he hasn't, and then do you think this competition with Janapo and, and Walcott is going to help him improve, or do you think it's going to actually just, kind of, he's going to I don't know, pack it in at some point? He, when Ralph first came in, he looked like a different player. Um, but then he sort
1: of now almost slips back into old ways. Um, I think one of the most frustrating things with Redmond is he is really good when he's direct, goes at players, but he just doesn't seem to do it, um, as much as he should. Um, I think it's unfair to say that he hasn't improved, um, because I would have said that he has. Um, but yeah, I think it was getting to a point where he was just not not doing anything, but then Ralph came in and sort of reignited him. Um, the competition piece, like I think now Walcott's come in, there is definitely more competition. That's no disrespect to Neto. He is a talent, but with his injury sort of um, track record so far, it's like Redmond would almost be back straight back into the team as soon as his injury type thing it didn't really matter. But, um, I think with Walcott coming in, not only do you get competition, but you get someone with bags of experience who can, who can pass on advice to both of those players. So, um, I think there's still more to come from Redmond. So hopefully, um, we will we'll see more.
0: Yeah. I, I would like him to, to kick on. I mean, he's, is one of the guys that I, I, I enjoy watching and I, I want him to be successful, honestly, cause he's part of the team. Um, contract runs through june thirtieth of twenty twenty three but I kind of have a feeling like if things go the way they are, if he continues to stagnate, he might be one of the players that we see leave you know and mm-hmm. and it would be kind of a shock if he left in the summer, but I can almost see it happening because it's if it's if he gets displaced by by Genebo and walcott um he might just say, okay it's time time to move on and find something new and i uh, i would I wouldn't be hurt by it, but I would be disappointed because I want to see him be successful but uh and I don't. Sure. I'm not saying and, that because I know uh, anything. I don't know anything. I'm just just saying that.
1: And it came out the other day, obviously. Elliot Nunez doing quite well at Celtic Obviously, he's there on loan for the second season. Ralph's not ruled out a possibility of him being available um, for selections. So that's another potential competitor. So like you said, if someone comes in for Redmond and it's at the right price, do we bite the bullet and, and call it quits? But I I, I think. He is one that we still need to try and persevere because there is, there is something there. It's just unlocking it. I think he is the big confidence player.
0: Yeah. Um. That season that he came in uh, and had kind of his best season at the club, he had been away in America, uh, for the summer, um, down at UCLA training. Came back like you said, full of confidence, and the confidence was there, and he played with confidence, and he was more direct, and he did go through a couple of of changes in terms of people playing in a different position, sometimes as a second striker, sometimes as out on the wing, um, you know, and I think, you know, maybe, I, I don't know, I don't know exactly who said it, but um, almost like trying to, you know, turn him into almost like a Raheem Sterling type player. Um, and, and Pep grabbed him that one time we were, I think, I think it was under Pellegrino and kind of pulled him to the side. Everybody was like, Oh, what's happening, you know, but that was one of those things where we we wanted him to, to do that. And we still, I still do, but it just, it hasn't hasn't gone yet, and uh, like I like said, we'll see. Um, kind of leading into that a little bit, uh, Kevin McGee, one of the patrons of the show, says the club has made some big sales over the years, um, Van Dyke being the most expensive. Who out of the current team uh, would or could potentially be the next big sale?
1: Um, I mean, you have sayings is up there. Um, you know. Hot property, proven Premier League goalscorer back in form. Um, Ward Prowse. I think, you know, if the, every player's, if the right, if the right price is in, every player will go. Like, you know what I mean? Um, I've always thought Jan Bednarek, he, he signed for us to be a, a step. He's sort of stagnated a bit recently, but, you know, another player bought fairly cheaply who could go for, more than what we paid. Uh-huh. Um, I wouldn't like to see any go, to be honest. Um, yeah. In that sort of sense, Giannepo he carries on. It, you know that that is that is our model, isn't it? As, yeah. as such, buy buy relatively cheap and
0: sell big. Yeah. Um, so yeah. I want to say, I think players that are in the squad that have the potential. We haven't seen Salisu play yet, but everything that I've heard. Um, talking to people who watched him play he's got all the physical attributes it's just can he develop the football side of it uh, to get there but I think you know I think somebody will go for big money before he's even ready you know he hasn't even been in the team yet so we can't say I can't say him Um, but I I look down the squad I think Ward Prowse has a real chance to, to be that I think the only thing that would limit Ings is the injury the fact that he got injured right now may push people off of him again if he didn't I think we'd we'd see that but also we'll have to wait and see what happens with his contract uh negotiations. Yeah. Um yeah, I think I think there are several there and I think other players will go. Um you know, if somebody like Armstrong leaves, um that'll hurt. Uh but I think some of these young guys that are that are getting into the into the into the team now uh or coming in, I think they all maybe I've just maybe I just am more positive now about those guys because we seem to be on the up and they're coming in. So maybe I think they're going to be a little better, but uh, that'll are fair a little bit better. Um, Kevin also said uh, he thinks uh, one of his favorite episodes was the Portsmouth one. And that's the one you were on. Um, and, and I, rem- I mean, yeah, that was a lot of fun just because it was, I also did like a, almost like a vlog for that day for, for the patrons, just because I was, I had to turn everything off on my phone because I was in a meeting that I couldn't get out of uh, and I literally ran down the street. I didn't even go through campus afterwards. I ran down the street because I realized fewer people would try to talk to me uh, to get home to watch the game. And I mean, that whole day was a, like I was nervous and there was no reason for me to be nervous. I'm like, yeah, you know, the nerves, the nerves were there when they didn't need to be. And then I mean and then the start to that game too. I mean they hit the post. I was just like, what are we yeah. doing? We cannot we cannot <laughs> lose this game. Um and then in the end it was pretty comfortable, but still, uh, they were angry. And I think the video my favorite is the videos of their fans just going like this is over, we're leaving. And I was like, That's right. <laughs> you you waited for this. That was a kind that,
1: that was a kind way of
0: putting it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um I think we, we talked about favorite uh and favorite player, we so we did those things. Um Let's see. Tim Tim sent in a couple of questions here. Uh Tim Byzance. Uh you can hear from him on the In That Number podcast most weeks. Um, also one of the patrons of the show. How much hair have I lost over the stress of being a Saints fan the last four years? My hair's been going since high school, so I haven't lost it. Um there is more gray. My beard's got a lot of gray in it now, and that's that's a lot due to this. Um favorite game we we did talk about. Uh most memorable episode, I think. In terms of episodes, it has to be the EFL Cup final, probably. Um, one, because it's one of the only matches I've ever gotten to watch with other people. Uh, usually, matches kick off at 7 a.m. There's no bar that's open. There's nowhere to go. It's watched by yourself. Um, but uh, it, it seems like the matches where I wasn't at home, where something was different, um, either turn out to be my favorite or my least favorite. Um, simply because I, that, that Liverpool comeback win, I was in a hotel room. And I contemplated packing up and driving home uh, at halftime. Uh, and then I I was delayed because um, somebody brought breakfast burritos. And so I had to stay. And then I wound up just, you know, trashing the room again because I was so excited. Just with my own stuff, just like celebrating, not like anything crazy. I didn't like punch holes in the wall or anything, but the, that's there. Um, and then Tim also asked, that, I, I assume this is directed at you uh, because your name is Dan James. And he says, what's it like having the exact same name as you, not a player? Does anybody make jokes about it? I make jokes about it myself. We were linked with him once and uh as we were saying before before we started recording, I
1: don't get names on the back of shirts, but I might have had to have uh got my name on the back of the shirt. Um yeah, I get jokes about it quite a lot. Um one of my mates who we come to football with, uh he sent me some tickets once. Uh Dan James, not the Man United player and then my address, that was quite funny. But, um, yeah, I was hoping he'd do a bit better at United, to be honest. Um, I do, I haven't done it for a little while, actually, but if, if it comes up on my Twitter and I go, oh, Dan James is an idiot, I'll, I'll, I'll respond and say there's no for that. Um, but yeah. If he was a better player, I'd be a lot more pleased about it, to right. be honest. Right. Um, but, you know, I, I think, I mean, I, I don't, I wouldn't, get, I wouldn't, be against having him down here. To be honest, yeah.
0: I mean, more competition for Redmond, right? For sure, um, <laughs> and a chance to
1: get a, a player name on the shirt. Um,
0: yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I get jokes by it. Yeah, I mean, if he, I mean, if and he were yes. happen to be down here, I hope you would get a picture with him. And
1: oh, I want to be in the signing video.
0: Yeah, <laughs> well, yeah, you better. And and we'll have to. You know what you got to do is like you know, you got to see. Do you want the Twitter handle the Dan James because you got to. You got you to gotta take it from me because yeah. I have it.
1: Uh, I remember uh, for the Man City Cup game last year, uh, we went up uh, during the day to Manchester. We did a tour of Old Trafford, um, and I got my picture with his shirt, and I said, this is the official unveiling of Dan James in Man United. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, oh, dear. The In That Number guys, uh, to stay with the In That Number theme, uh, said, wow, 200 episodes of pure joy. Thank you. Um, so thanks to them. Um, they said, "How do you stay motivated what 's been the hardest and easiest podcast to record so for you, I mean what pushed you through some of those things for on, during the streak um, those teams when you had to choose between uh, Christmas party and and was it Sunderland or Newcastle like um, what, what what did you use to stay motivated what was the, what was the thing that was pushing you through
1: I definitely think that was that used a nice characters nice to. Nice, nice little deflect away. <laughs> um, I don't know, I, I always enjoyed the travelling, um, seeing the people, uh, and yeah, like, there was, even though there was part of me that, you know, like, let me say those games, that didn't want to go, part of me still really wanted to go, and I didn't want to miss out. Um, yeah, it's just like, I can't, you can't fully describe it, but, there is a certain buzz that you get at a football match, even if it's not going well. Even like at the start, even before it even started, there's a certain buzz that I, you can't match um, with anything else. Suck. So it was almost an addiction, yeah. more than a, a motivation.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, for me, I think the the motivation. I mean, I. I think I told you beforehand, I'm pretty good at like doing the same thing a lot. And once I get it in my head, I'm pretty obsessive. Um, I've done things for like a year at a time where like I just decided I'm going to do something for a year, kind of arbitrarily, but I refuse to kind of stop. And I didn't say I I, initially I said, I'm going to do this show from January to the end of the season and we'll see how it goes. And then it was, well, let's go through the season. Let's go a year. Let's see how it goes. And then from there, it's just kind of like, at this point, I've, I've changed a lot of things. I don't, um, I think they also asked me you know, how many hours I, spend, I spent editing. Um, I mean, it's been a lot, but I've gotten it down now where I don't do as much of the stuff that I used to. I don't necessarily have to make a social media post or promote the show every day. And, you know, I'm going to, we're going to be done here in, in a few minutes and I'm not going to touch it till tomorrow morning when I'm the only one awake. And then my goal is to kind of get it done, um, before anybody else is awake. And then I'll wait till Monday night. I'll sit down and, and, uh, do the intro be, just in case something ridiculous happens and then put it out. And if it's not perfect, I'm not going to stress, uh, other than one, one episode, um, Christian Candler asked if I go back and record any episode again, which one would I choose? I think there's two of them there. Um, one, I put the intro, I, I recorded an intro that I didn't like. And so I slid it out of the way on the in audition. And then I recorded the one I liked, and then I just exported it like that. So all of a sudden there was this crappy intro over the top of an actual interview, uh, which is not what I wanted. And I woke up to a bunch of messages going like, what's wrong with your show? Your show sucks. Um, and it's like, well, yeah, <laughs> well, let me fix it. So I would go back and just fix that mistake, but mistakes happen. Um, but if I can go back and do it again, I, I got to talk to Anthony Amy I got the interview on really short notice, um, and I literally said, and I don't think I've admitted this out loud, uh, to the person who got it, like, I didn't know Antony Amy was a Southampton fan, and they said, what do you mean? And I said, well, Antony is a, a, you know, NHL goalkeeper, Uh, had no idea he was a Southampton fan, and they said, no, Antony Amy was our goalkeeper, and then, like, I can't believe I just got him to do an interview with you, and you don't know who he is, (laughs) and it's just like, oh. Oh, no. So um, last minute research. Auntie
1: Naomi Auntie wanted me to have white hair when I
0: was however many years old at school. <laughs> um, I enjoyed that interview so much, uh, but I wish I would have had a little bit more context in um, yeah. understanding. And then also one time um, I didn't tell somebody of the time difference and I agreed to do an interview or, a, or an episode or record it. Um, they didn't realize where I lived and I got up and did an episode at 1am, uh, my time, which wow, you can, it sounds like it. So, uh, and that person was like, you got to learn to just like say stuff to people and like not, you can't do this to yourself. And so that was a good lesson, um, from, from him. And so he knows who he is. And so thank you to him. I won't, he'll probably feel bad if I give his name. Um. But uh, but yeah, I think I think those are those, those are kind of some of the questions. Uh, the Total Saints podcast guys reached out, said congratulations, Junior, uh Thank you. You guys are doing great. So I hope it continues for you. Uh, you'll be there soon. And I I think I think we kind of did it all. Um, so I I really hope that your streak is going to get because you're at what, what did we say two fifty
1: nine. Two
0: so fifty nine. So I'm May at two hundred. Okay. And so yeah. I'm gonna there are going to be weeks where I where we don't have a game like this week and i'm going to add an episode um and so i'm going to be at 250 ish a little over 250 by next christmas because it's going to be essentially i'll be at 255 ish yeah you think i'll catch you for sure because I reckon you will. well and Unless, yeah. mostly is, is when do you think you're going to be back in the stadium i haven't got a clue but
1: for me i think that that's Technically, because the games have now happened, even though I'm not allowed to go because it it happened, it's over. No. It's a reset. No. People keep
0: saying no, but I think it is. I I mean, the only thing you could have done is gone down and got accredited as a journalist and tried to get in there. Yeah. You know, like, aside from that, there's no other way. No. You could have faked faked playing with Saints Brass and just put the trumpet up to your mouth and not done anything. uh, Yeah. Those guys were in there, but that would have been disrespectful. Um, or
1: apply to be a steward. Yeah. Just steward nobody Um Yeah. Is. it's it's a, it's a tricky one. I mean, eventually I could, if, if
0: yeah. even if you go to every match, you go to thirty eight matches a year, forty five matches a year, I do fifty two matches or fifty two weeks a year. So like I would catch you, but it would be a long time. But I, yeah. I I don't know if I don't know when we're gonna be back. I don't know when you're gonna be allowed back. And um I'm sure some people would prefer I didn't do the show. <laughs> but nobody's gonna make me not do it. So um anyway so i i hope i don't catch you i hope i hope you're back in the stadium soon and everybody i safe. hope i hope i
1: hope you do i think you will um yeah Anyway. you've got in front you've got to aim for that nice round number of
0: 260 if you stopped at 260 i'd be pretty annoyed <laughs> well <laughs> i make sure i'll do 261 then at least um and like i said i'm sure it'll be something that just says like you got to stop now.
1: It'll it, 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 it it'll be so it'll be hopefully something natural for you. Like it'll yeah. be some, well not natural. It'll be something that you know a thing. It's not like you'll lose motivation or anything. Hopefully it's just something stops you from doing it. Yeah. Um, well, hopefully it doesn't. Hopefully you carry on. But like if it stops and when it stops, hopefully it is for a for some reason. Because yeah. you know I, I was I was carrying on going. I kept at two fifty. I was like, damn, two fifty
0: that's a nice number can't stop now uh <laughs> that's the so, thing you get like you get there and you're like oh this is nice and then you're like but if i stopped like what why would i stop i just got to keep going yeah, um, yeah and and i have had some comments from people like you know it would have been you probably should have just called it quits at least for a week or two over the middle of the over, over the you know the summer or something like that or during the that the covid non-football period but i mean this is i've told people over and over this is like my one this is my one hobby. Like this is, Mm. this is, this is, I don't know. It keeps my brain working because I got to, I got to edit this. I have to, like people don't understand. I got an hour and 45 minutes of, of on camera recording at this point. Like I got to make into a show that's halfway decent, you know? So, (laughs) and, and mostly because we've just been, we've been enjoying this probably too much. Yeah. Um, but you know, it, it, it's some work. It's it's a workout for my brain, and yet it's somehow relaxing, and somehow it feels sure. good to put it out and and hear what other people think. And really, the best part is I've sat here and talked to you for over two hours just about football and life, and you know the 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 fifteen minutes in the one beer we had together were were great, and I mm. hope we get to do it again for sure. And hopefully again in person at some point. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And figure out the name of that bar. I don't know if I'll ever go there again. Um, we did go upstairs. And have I mean, not with you, but my family. We went upstairs. We were gonna eat dinner. Uh, they had some sort of Asian food up there. I'm not sure what it was, uh, but I I saw one plate come out, and, and my wife looked at it, and we just went like I yeah, will just come run down the other other way. <laughs> 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 so we yeah. didn't we didn't do that, but I, I did have a lot of beer in there anyway. All right, man. Well, I I better let you go. It's it's getting uh I guess not that late, lateish.
1: The night the night is young.
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> Uh, yeah, the, lock, I mean, the, 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 the lockdown night is young. Yeah, so you still got time for a Zoom quiz, or a... I did. I did do a quiz last night. It was quite enjoyable. How'd you do? Um, uh,
1: I didn't win, but you know, it's, it was it was enjoyable. Had a few drinks, um, and it was with uh, an old friend as well. So it was really good.
0: Okay, well, good for you. Good for you. Um, having zoomed, um, let's see, basically seven hours a day, five days a week for the last seventeen weeks at school. I'm not doing a Zoom quiz. Um, I'm over <laughs> it. I, I am the Zoom quiz master, uh, and the you kids the... all hate it. So and there's no drinks happening. So <laughs> I oh, couldn't bear that. Couldn't bear that at all. Wow. Yeah, yeah. The kids, the kids care less about the Safavid Empire. I can tell you that. But uh, anyway, um, thank you so much, Dan. If you want to follow you on Twitter, and Instagram, it's at the Dan James. Links are in the show notes. Uh, we'll have you back on soon, hopefully, and and hopefully you're back in the stadiums just just as. Um, when, when, when the street continues, we'll have to get you on for of that one. Yeah, if it continues. Yeah, if it continues. Um,
1: yeah, it's been, it's been a pleasure coming on. Um, thank you for having me on your 200th episode. Um, and I'm sure like everyone who's been on slash everyone who listens with Echo Me in say, well done for what you've achieved. Mm-hmm. I, know you, I know you don't like the, uh, the big up uh, every now and then, but you deserve it because even though it's your hobby, you still put a lot of hard work and effort into it. Um, and at the end of the day, you, you produce... A, a really good podcast so thanks for having me on and thanks for doing what you do
0: thank you thank you I appreciate that I do appreciate it i just uh don't deal yeah. with the uh <laughs> i don't deal with that stuff so well so um <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> whatever but thanks again thanks again man and uh we'll talk to you soon yep take care. That does it for this week's episode of the Southampton Delivery Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. I hope that you've enjoyed it. Special thanks goes out this week to Dan James. You can find him on Twitter and Instagram at the Dan James. Dan, thank you for coming on for talking about the streak. Um, all the conversations we've had, uh, I have always enjoyed, and I just want to say thank you for sharing more time with me. Um, I do owe you a beer. If we could preferably go to the Crown and Cushion again. Uh, that would be great because um, I've even read the reviews. I wasn't lying about the price. That's the cheapest beer in London, I think. So we should go there. Um, or we'll go to Southampton somewhere. I don't know. Uh, but I owe you. And I appreciate it. And I look forward to uh, to getting you that beer at some point in the future. There are plenty of thanks to give out in this episode and in every episode. Uh, but thank you to Jay Grant, who runs the Southampton page. You can follow him on Twitter. Use that account to stay up with all of the Southampton news that is going on. Um, I do not provide you that news. Um, I tried not to look at Twitter, but whenever I need to find news, I look at the Southampton page and that is, uh, is where you should go as well. Links are in the show notes for that. Uh, the newest partner of the show is the Saints Archive and where Jay at the Southampton page provides you with news. Uh, the Saints Archive will keep you up to date. Um, the Saints Archive will fill you in on the history of the club and it's been one of the things that I've really enjoyed learning about uh, especially over lockdown and over the summer and uh, something I'm continuing to look at now Um, we are working on a couple of episodes so we will have some new uh, Total Recalls recorded uh, fairly soon so be looking for those we will of course publicize them but uh, that would not be possible without the Saints Archive so thank you to Will and Leon for being willing to partner with me uh, and this show and I really do appreciate that Matt Beeling does the logo for the show. You can find his work at We Are Southampton on Instagram. The patrons of the show make sure that this show is a labor of love still, but it's not a labor of love and a bunch of money. So thank you for your support. And last but not least, all of you out there who are listening, um, I don't know why you're listening, but thank you. And uh, thank you for your support. And I look forward and I hope that I can see many of you in real life at some point, And we can just enjoy the sights and sounds of St. Mary's full of fans uh, at some point. So you would think after 200 weeks, I would understand how to do this, but I do have to mention uh, the 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 songs and things like that. Uh, the intro song is Epic Song by Box Hat Games and the end of show credits that is already over that you were listening to, but you're not listening to now is Amos True by Pottington Bear. Uh, thank you so much as always. We will talk to you next week. And uh, until then, remember it together, march on. cause I couldn't really drink that much while we were talking because it was like early in the morning. That one is for you. Um, and a celebration of, uh, 200 episodes with all of you. Thank you so much.